0: Go. Welcome back to the Durst Show. Did former President Donald Trump actually attempt to murder his vice president, Pence? Is he guilty of attempted murder? Should Merrick Garland, the attorney general, charge him with attempted murder? I don't think any rational, normal, objective, reasonable person would come to that conclusion. It wouldn't even make good television. It, on, on bad presidential television shows, it's usually the vice president who's trying to kill the president to become president. I remember in House of Cards with Kevin Spacey, there was all kinds of stuff uh, about killing the president, killing the vice president, etc. But in the real world, the idea that President Trump was guilty of trying, of attempting to murder his vice president is only the stuff that Professor Lawrence Tribe of Harvard Law School could come up with. And he did. He came up with that. Uh, And he didn't say it's just possible. Here's what he said um, in a recent interview on CNN. Without any doubt, beyond a reasonable doubt, beyond any doubt, Trump, is guilty of numerous crimes, and he included among those crimes attempted murder, attempted murder. And then he says, lecturing his viewers, you don't have to go to law school to know that. Well, actually, you do have to go to law school to know that, because attempted murder is a very complex crime and a very, very difficult one to prove. Let me give you another example from current events to show how difficult it is. We all know that according to the allegations of the government, a young man from California with a gun and a knife uh, approached the home of Justice Kavanaugh uh, and and intended to kill him, and he was caught, um, and he was charged with attempted murder. I don't think it's going to stick. I don't think even in that case there is enough for attempted murder. The law of attempted murder is very specific. It demands that you take a final step, not preparation, but a final step toward commission of the crime that is either thwarted by an external force. Please come and intervene or or something like that. Um, it's a close case. The, the, the California young man is a close case if two people were involved and they had planned to kill a justice of the Supreme court, that would be enough for a conspiracy. Ironically, conspiracy is much, much, much easier to prove than, than attempt. That's why conspiracy is the plaything of prosecutors. They use it all the time. And, you know, in my almost 60 years of practicing criminal law, I've only seen a few dozen attempt cases. And I've litigated some of the most important ones in in my experience. I helped establish the law of New York on attempted murder. Um, I wrote my first law journal article on attempted murder. I've written uh, chapters in my book on attempted murder. I won a case in Tennessee involving attempted murder. Uh, I know quite a bit about attempted murder. And I challenged Professor Tribe to find me one scholar One scholar, not five, not 10, one scholar, and he he can even be up for tenure at at Harvard where you could have some influence on the outcome. One scholar who's prepared to rest her or his reputation on the absurd claim that uh, President Trump uh, was guilty of attempting to murder Trump. It just is beyond rationalization. And when he was pressed on it a little bit by the CNN uh, commentators attempted murder. And he said, well, I I, I don't think that Garland is going to charge him, but it's something we have to talk about. No, we don't have to talk about it. It's absurd if a student ever, ever were to write an exam or a paper that set out those elements and 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 concluded that based on even the worst case scenario of what we know uh, happened in the tragic hours before and after and during uh, January 6th, there would be no case, no case for attempted murder. None, none whatsoever. And so, Professor Tribe, accept my challenge. Find me a single scholar. Find me anybody. Um, You know, there's been a lot of discussion. The New York Times had several articles about crimes that uh, President Trump could perhaps be uh, uh, charged with. not a single scholar, not a single op-ed writer, even mentioned attempted murder, you're out there alone. Well, I'm used to being out there alone, but when I'm out there alone, I'm generally right. You're out there alone and you're dead wrong. There's just no basis for this at all. And it's not the first time, Professor Tribe, you've been dead wrong in your in your judgment calls. And why is this important? It's important because Tribe holds himself out to be the representative of the woke generation on the Democratic side. When Trump was elected, he and a group of people got together to create a shadow cabinet and he appointed himself to be shadow attorney general. Imagine Lawrence Drive as attorney general. We'd have me indicted. Uh, We'd have uh, every member of the Republican Party indicted. He'd managed to come up with some cockamamie crime for anybody who doesn't he doesn't oppose. He is the most anti-civil libertarian uh, law professor when it comes to wokeness against civil liberties that I know of. He's prepared to sacrifice virtually any and all constitutional rights in the interest of getting Trump, getting Trump. The ends justify the means. Let's get Trump. Don't worry about the Constitution. Don't worry about the rule of law. Don't worry about precedent. Just get Trump. Give you another example of the wonderful judgment that Professor Lawrence Tribe have. You remember the name Michael Avenatti? Well, nobody heard of Michael Avenatti before Trump was elected. But then when Trump was elected, this obscure nobody suddenly came on the scene by representing a porn star claiming that, you know, she had had sex with Trump and that I don't remember what the exact facts were, but he became the anti-Trump and he was on every network. I'll never forget the time I was supposed to be on CNN. Uh, this, this was before I sued CNN, when I was supposed to be on a CNN to comment on something uh, involving Trump and, and impeachment. And I got a breathless call from the producer saying, we have to cancel you, Professor Gershwitz. I'm sorry, but we've got Avenatti. It was as if they had gotten the pope or the president or the king. We've got Avenatti. And they had Avenatti every night, every day. He was on hundreds of times. CNN invented him. They were almost never critical of him. He was their guy. He was Trump's guy. Why was he Trump's guy? Because he was anti... I'm sorry. He was tribe's guy. Why was he tribe's guy? Because he's anti-Trump. That's all. That's the only criteria. And, and and then he announced he was going to run for president. Uh, not not Tribe Ebanati said he was going to run for president. Um, and, and, and 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 CNN took him seriously. Jeffrey Tubin took him seriously. At least he's apologized uh, for it. Um, uh, others uh, on CNN uh, took him took him um, uh, seriously. Brian Seltzer uh, took him uh, seriously, and. Lawrence Tribe took him very, very seriously. After Avenatti announced his unqualified qualifications, uh, for president, um, uh, saying that he's, you know, smarter, and more qualified than the current president. Uh, this is what professor Tribe uh, said about it. Michael Avenatti's contributions to the political dialogue deserve a hearing. He's smart, clear and committed to facts and evidence, a powerful fighter, He seems to be a good listener, knows how to use the media, knows what he doesn't know, and seems practical as well as progressive. I can't imagine a better endorsement. You would think that Tribe and Avenatti were best friends, that Tribe knew everything about Avenatti, that he knew about his background, that he knew about his qualifications, that he knew about everything, that he knew about his his legal career, that they were, you know, buddy-buddy. And then... (laughs) Something funny happened on the way to the forum. Avenatti got indicted. Avenatti pleaded guilty. Avenatti was convicted. Avenatti's going to spend a lot of time not in the White House, <laughs> in another house. He's already there. And 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 you'd think Tribe would do at least what Tubin has done. Tubin was embarrassed and he apologized. Brian uh, Seltzer tried to justify. Tribe denied ever supporting and ever knowing Avenatti, he basically tried to erase history. Here are his exact words. After Avenatti pleaded guilty or was convicted and was found guilty of serious crimes of fraud, this is the revisionist Lawrence tribe. This couldn't have happened to a more deserving dude. A more deserving dude. He was your friend. He was your guy. You were going to vote for president. He was the guy who was going to appoint you to be attorney general. I couldn't, this couldn't have happened to a more deserving dude. And then the self-justification. The only time I ran into Michael Avenatti in person was in a cable studio green room. He wouldn't give me the time of day, much less engage in civil discourse. An ego on steroids. Was Tribe looking in the mirror when he said that? An ego on steroids. So, so, So here's Tribe basically, I don't know the guy. I never heard of him. I never said anything nice about him. Uh, I met him in a green room once and he didn't respect me. He didn't even talk to me. He's supposed to be a good listener. Uh, he's supposed to have all these great uh, values, uh, practical as well as progressive. You'd think he would talk to Professor Tribe, but he committed the great sin. He didn't even give him the time of day. He wouldn't give me the time of day. So I no longer think he's qualified to be president. It couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Oh, come on. Come on. Uh, Why is Tribe taken seriously? Why is he listened to? Why does CNN have him basically be the woke uh, shadow attorney general? Every time he has spoken on subjects like this, he has been wrong. He has shown poor judgment and he's refused to acknowledge it or apologize for himself. But this is a serious matter. This is a serious matter because he's miseducating not only students, but viewers on television. Viewers on television now come away saying, Tribe says there's no doubt beyond any reasonable doubt, without any doubt, he's guilty of crimes, including attempted murder. He basically tried to back away a little bit and say, well, Garland won't actually charge him with attempted murder, but you you and I know that it's worth talking about. No, it's not worth talking about. It's not worth thinking about. It's not even in the ballpark. It's not close. There isn't a single scholar of criminal law who will support you, Professor Tribe. And there are many of them who will join you in your opposition to Trump in every possible way. Look, I'm not a political Trump supporter either. I voted for Hillary Clinton. I voted for Joe Biden. Uh, but I respect the rule of law, and I won't, I won't, engage in, in in misinformation to my viewers and the public about whether President Trump is guilty of attempting to murder, to murder Pence. I would say it's laughable, but I don't want to laugh about it. It's serious. It shows us the state of where we are in in America today. That. Somebody who makes a statement as absurd as that, that President Trump can be convicted, is guilty of attempted murder of the vice president, is taken seriously. He's only taken seriously because so many Americans believe that the ends justify the means. I know I get those emails all the time from friends and sometimes from former friends and sometimes they're not to me, but other friends send them to me saying, doesn't Dershowitz understand that getting rid of Trump and keeping him out of office is more important than his legal technicalities, his constitutionalism, his rule of law stuff? You know, we don't need that kind of thing. And we certainly don't need him pushing the rule of law or objectivity or the shoe on the other foot test. The important thing is to get rid of Trump any cost at any cost. Let's get rid of Trump. It's exactly the mindset that this man from California, apparently had when he went to Justice Kavanaugh's house. The law be damned. Uh, we just have to stop uh, Roe versus Wade from being overruled and whatever it takes. It takes, you know, there's only a thin line between breaking the law, advocating breaking the law, and then yourself engaging in violence. I'm not for a moment suggesting that Travis crossed that line or that mother, other friends and colleagues of mine who believe that the ends justify the means have crossed that line. But, you know, it's an invitation when you get Chuck Schumer standing in front of the Supreme Court and advocating uh, people taking actions, uh, talking about you have sown the word whirlwind, uh, you won't know what what would what, what hit you. Uh, these are the kinds of things that could easily be misunderstood by Uh, mentally deranged, or zealot people. And I don't think Schumer should have made that speech, just as I think President Trump shouldn't have made the speech he made on January 6th. By the way, both are constitutionally protected. Neither of them constitutes attempted uh, murder. You know, Tribe used to also believe in the First Amendment. Not anymore. First Amendment doesn't apply to Donald Trump. Um, You have to get rid of him. So why would you allow him to hide behind something as technical as the as the First Amendment. No, that's just not the way the rule of law works. That's just not the way America has existed and thrived for so many years. That's just not the way the United States Constitution has endured longer than any written constitution in the history of the world. Thank God, thank God, Professor Tribe was never appointed to the Supreme Court or to the attorney generalship or any positions where he could actually have influenced the outcome of decisions like whether to charge uh, President Trump. You can know, Imagine if you were Attorney General. Imagine if you were a judge or a Supreme Court justice, and the issue came up as to whether or not President Trump was guilty of trying to uh, assassinate, to murder uh, uh, Donald Trump. God, Let him stay in academia on on CNN where he's preaching to the choir, preaching to the converted. But, you know, even when you're preaching to the choir and preaching to the converted, you have an obligation to be truthful. You have an obligation to tell them what the law of attempts is. You have an obligation um, when you present uh, Chuck Schumer's speech not to do what CNN did and leave out the most dangerous part of the speech and edit it out. Uh, So that the public doesn't know that you have an obligation when you're the Senate, uh, I'm sorry, the House committee, uh, not to leave out the words of President Trump's speech where he said, uh, I want you to go to the Capitol and, and peacefully and patriotically have your voices be heard. You could say he didn't mean it. You can say it was a wolf whistle, but you can't doctor the tape. You can't edit those words out the way you edited the words out of my defense of the Constitution on the floor of the Senate when I said a quid pro quo is not impeachable if it's not unlawful or illegal. And then the scissors, CNN scissors, they doctored the tape, took out the words unlawful and illegal, and then had their commentators say, it says a president can do anything he wants, even if it's illegal or unlawful. Nobody would have believed that if they hadn't doctored the tape, but they're being sued for that. And I'm sure they're being sued for other uh, efforts to doctor tapes and to edit and to misinform the public. But this fits within that category. A former professor at Harvard Law School telling millions of Americans that the former president of the United States is guilty of attempting to murder the vice president. Don't believe it. It's false. Don't trust the man who told you that. He is untrustworthy when it comes to Trump and when it comes to issues of this kind. So let's turn to letters. Uh, got a lot of them. Of course, most of them are still the same as I got last time. <clears throat> 2000 Mules is correct. The presidential election was a fraud. Uh, Biden is really not the president. Trump is the president. I would say the vast, vast majority of my letters represented that point of view. But I'll read some that didn't, some that didn't, and then a few on a couple of other subjects. Alan, hello from Israel. I think your conclusion is faulty. What Denise D'Souza was trying to convey was that there is enough evidence to warrant an investigation by independent authorities. I would love for you to interview D'Souza and discuss it. I, I would love to interview D'Souza. I would love to debate him if there's a format in which we can find an opportunity to debate I accept, and I know he said he would debate um, anybody, but here's the important point. You said enough evidence to warrant an investigation by independent authorities, I agree with that. And that's why it was proposed after the events of January 6th, it was proposed that an independent commission, much like the commission that was established after 9-11, be established comprised of, of, of experts. Uh, people from both parties, people from neither party, university pr- professors, presidents of universities, uh, experts, scientists. Uh, that would have been the right thing to do, an independent investigation. That didn't happen because the Republicans stopped it from happening. The Democrats weren't enthusiastic, but the Dem- but Republicans stopped it from happening. And as a result, we have conflicting truths. We have 2,000 mules pressing one narrative, and we have the Senate, the House Investigating Committee pressing another narrative. Neither one presenting the opposing point of view. That's not the way you get at scientific truth. And um, but I agree, an independent investigation was warranted. Um, then somebody says, debate, Denisha, shut up. Okay, I'll, I'll debate Denisha. Uh, I won't shut up but I will debate Denise. Uh, he's a responsible guy. I found parts of the film quite compelling, and I did conclude that I thought that the uh, increasing reliance on mail-in ballots has to be investigated thoroughly. and has to be really looked at to see what the potential for fraud, for mistrust, and actual fraud uh, is. He, he, he makes a compelling probable cause for further investigation, he does not make a convincing case that this election was stolen and that the result would have been different. Uh, somebody says this, Saxony 1, it's real, but it doesn't show solid proof of the numbers of fraudulent votes. They just estimate which won't hold up in court. I think that's that's right. Um, next, if 2,000 mules is bull, then why then why censor it? Why not just come out and discuss why that is? I agree with you. We shouldn't censor it. Nobody should censor it. It should be available to be seen. It is. I think it costs like 12, 14 bucks. I remember I couldn't find it when I first was looking for it, but I watched it. It wasn't censored. I saw it. And uh, neither should the congressional hearings be censored. Everybody should watch both and come to their own conclusions. Um, next, Dinesh never claimed 2,000 mules proves Trump won. He was exposing the election integrity due to the mail-in ballots. How did you miss that? I don't think I missed it. I think a lot of the show was devoted to exactly what you said, that it was exposing election integrity due to the mail-in ballots. But I think in the end, um, the strong implication, certainly the way it's been used, um, is clearly that Trump won. Um, And I think that's the, if not the uh, explicit message, it's certainly the implicit message. But I'm happy to debate Denise on that. As I said, I have a lot of respect for him. What choice did the Dems have but to cheat? The Trump landslide was overwhelming landslide. Uh, what was it? Eighty-one million votes to seventy-something million votes. That wasn't a, a landslide by by any standards. Even when he won the election in two thousand sixteen, he lost the popular vote, as did uh, President uh, Bush uh, before him. So, so don't talk about landslides. There was no landslide in favor of Trump, even if you believe everything that the um, anti-election people say. 2000 mules is only a fraction of the fraud, Alan. When you add in everything involved, you can only come to one conclusion. The real problem is nobody cares to look at all the evidence. A lot of people care. They just want to look at it one way, not both ways. Audits were quashed. Records were wiped out. It goes on and on. The election was stolen. I haven't seen the records uh, being quashed. The Uh, records were wiped. Let's see, present the evidence. Um, And I'm happy to listen. Um, Then Joe Biden and the Democrats failed to meet their burden of proof. I don't know what that means, but let's read further in the letter. In the past, the purported loser has conceded. That's true. Nixon conceded and uh, uh, Gore conceded and therefore waives any challenge to the election. Trump did not concede. And therefore, the Democrats are required to follow the rules and meet their burden of proof instead of blocking audits and a ballot chain of custody. I don't think Democrats have a burden of proof. I think they won the election. Uh, it went through a process um, that you couldn't get a single senator to uh, oppose uh, it. Um, and, and there wasn't a call. There wasn't a, a, a legal, successful legal Uh, challenge. Uh, The same thing happened in 2016. Jamie Raskin and others uh, tried to challenge uh, Trump's uh, victory. Uh, I I don't think that the winning side has the burden of proving anything unless the other side comes up with very persuasive evidence of a stolen election, which, which I haven't seen. I have to disagree with a couple of points when comparing 2000 mules to congressional hearings The Republicans were barred from sitting on the committee. That's true. It was all Democrats plus two Republicans who were uh, very anti-Trump and really on the Democrat side on this. A failure and bias from the get-go. I agree completely with that. The movie presented video and scientific proof of electoral fraud. No, that's where I disagree. It should have presented all sides. It should have had somebody uh, from the Biden side, somebody from the anti-Trump side, uh, somebody who has done a different analysis of the evidence. And then it would have been more complete. This way it was very much like the uh, House committee. Whether Trump would have won is second to the fact that there was fraud and the election should not have been certified. Well, it doesn't follow. Just because there was fraud doesn't mean the election shouldn't be certified. Uh, There was fraud in President Kennedy's election in 1960. That's been proved without any doubt there was some fraud, but not enough to determine the outcome of the election. So the election should be certified. Even in the face of some fraud. So keep writing uh, to me. Um, see if anybody out there will take up my challenge to Professor Tribe. One scholar, one criminal law scholar, one person who has experience in the law of attempts, just one coming out and saying that President Trump was guilty of attempting to murder, attempting to assassinate Vice President. Pence. Absent accepting that challenge, I think my words, bull, apply. It is bull. It's not true. And Professor Tribe should be ashamed and shamed for making that kind of outrageous statement and introducing it into the dialogue about the election. You know, he's the one who complains all the time about President Trump. Uh, fraudulently making arguments that have no basis. Look in the mirror, Professor Tribe. Look in the mirror. You have put forward to the American people a very serious argument with not a single basis in fact or law. I challenge you to respond. See you tomorrow.